It seems that no matter where you look, there's pop culture news flying around everywhere. But how can you keep up so you're ready to roll when a new episode of the Popcast comes out? Wouldn't it be wonderful if there was one place where you could go to get all the news you want? Then boy do I have good news for you, because Flipboard is here to help. Flipboard curates the world's stories so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics to personalize Flipboard, and get the latest stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 24-7. Used by millions of people every day, Flipboard is how people move themselves and the world forward. Get started now at Flipboard.com. That's Flipboard.com. This is episode 22 of the Popcast. Hello, welcome to the Popcast, the pop culture podcast from Vernacular. We're your hosts, Maureen and Josh Goldman. Each week, we'll dive into the latest in pop culture with our three regular segments. First, the snack bag, where we cover some smaller stories from the past week. Second, the marquee topic, where we dive in depth into one pop culture story or event. And third, the teasers, where we give our suggestions for pop culture content you might have missed, but should definitely check out. Hello, welcome back. Welcome to our listeners. Welcome, Maureen. How are you? Great, honey. How are you? I'm doing well. We're into November, right? (laughs) Yes, we're into November. The leaves are changing. The leaves are gone on some of the trees. I know. It lasted for... A week. It seemed much shorter than that. I looked out. A week ago today is exactly when I was like, wow, the trees are really starting to turn red. I looked into our courtyard one day and there's a tree out there that was bright yellow. And then I looked the next day and literally all the leaves were on the ground. It seemed to go really fast. Well, when you're ready, you're ready. When you're ready, you're ready. We have some follow-up. Week 22 follow-up. Do you remember in week 11 what we said we discussed in week 22? Oh my gosh, the stool. No, no, not the stool. Oh, well, could you give an Great. update on the stool? Could you give an update Great. on it? Thanks for bringing that back up again. How? There is no update on the stool yet. It's you sawed proving... some things? I did. I've sawed some more things. It's proving much harder than I thought it was going to. I just don't have the right tools, and I'm having to do most of it by hand. So so probably we should just buy one of the nope. double-decker stools nope. at Ikea. We definitely will not. It is my goal to do it before Christmas. Oh, For Caleb. I don't want it in our house. Well, we'll talk about that later. No, the follow-up we have is that on week 11, we talked about how it was pretty cool that we'd done 11 weeks of podcasting in a row. And now we're the next palindrome. But what we said we hadn't done was exercise. And we said we'd do one day of exercise every week until week 22. And I'm happy we to report, that? yes, and I'm happy to report that neither of us have done a single day of I exercise. I exercised today. Oh, okay. So one <laughs> of 11 for you, and I think I did zero of 11. No, I went for a bike ride did one Did we really one week. say that? Yeah, That's we did. so embarrassing. It's embarrassing. So I think that we should really focus How on... many weeks until the end of the year? I don't know. Six, seven. Okay. Seven, eight. From now until the end of the year, one day a week. If we can't do that, that's pathetic. That's pathetic. Okay. We also so we have to remember see. that we did this. Maybe we should write I it remember it. You I didn't, didn't remember. It was your idea anyway. If you would have asked me that, I would have literally, like, if you would have said, Maureen, we'll pay you money if you get the answer right, I would have said we never said that. Okay, let's jump into the snack bag. We have several topics this week. Some fun topics going on in the world of entertainment. The first one that I came across this week is some rather troubling news. Imagination Studios, which produced the Despicable Me films starring the voice of Steve Carell, Okay, Josh, 
you said this is rather troubling news. It you're is. making you're gonna make people think that like something bad is happening in the world. Guys, everything's fine. Everything's Just wait fine. till you hear what he's gonna say. What I'm gonna say is that Imagination Entertainment has decided that for some reason they need to produce a Shrek reboot. A reboot. And let me repeat. Does that mean? Does that mean like they're redoing original Shrek? Or yes. Does that mean like Shrek the 18th? No, they're redoing original Shrek, but it's not an entire reboot because they want to keep the cast. So then, what's different about it? I don't know. A different, slightly different animation style, slightly different script and story. The the That's real the point, dumbest thing I've ever heard. I thought it was going to be like a sequel. The real point is that there does not need to be a reboot. Think about reboots that have happened. Let's 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 take A Star Is Born for an example. It's it's sort of a reboot or remake of a but film. They're all different actors and actresses. Right, number one. and they're real people. So when you remake it or reboot it, it's a new generation of people trying to produce a similar story. This is cartoons. What are they doing, and why is this a thing? It must be about to make a ton of money because that could be the only motivation I can think Shrek of. Shrek does not need to be rebooted. I'm just going to say it right here. Oh, well, I saw her face. Now I'm a believer. I couldn't leave her if I tried. Okay. I thought love was only true in fairy tales. You know, that wasn't at all connected to Shrek before Smash Mouth decided to redo the song. No, it was. They played it in the credits. No, I know, but Smash Mouth's version was in the credits. Yeah. But before that, it was a song on its own for oh, years I, and years I, and I years. I know. I know. Okay. I just wanted to make sure you knew that. I did. Okay. The next snack bag topic. Maureen, why don't you set this one up concerning our friend? I found this one. Ariana Grande. Is this the one I found? Yes. Guys, usually I never find anything. Josh finds everything and he makes me feel bad about it and I just kind of participate. But this week, I found an article... And I send Josh articles every week, and he never picks them. That's not true. Well, kind That's of. not true. This week, he picked it. So, Ariana Grande, basically, remember how we talked about she was engaged to Pete Davidson on Saturday Night Live, and I was rooting for them, and Josh wasn't. Well, they didn't make it. wasn't that it. I wasn't rooting for them. I just knew they weren't As going to As my friend last. Amanda okay. says, it didn't pan out. So, Ariana Grande has recently released this anthem song, Thank You Next, about all of her ex-boyfriends, where she talks about why each one was good for her and why it was right for her to move on. And, like, the basically the premise of the song is, like, thank you, next, nope, you weren't right, you weren't right, you weren't right. And now she's entering this new relationship with herself and how she's prioritizing herself. And she's kind of like a badass woman song, and I'm just really proud of her. And I think that she and Pete Davidson are handling this breakup really politely and really well well i would say she's handling it well no he said on saturday night live it's nobody's business and like she's a great person just wasn't meant to be yeah he did say that he's just been a little bit unstable otherwise he made a bunch of jokes about it before he came out and finally said that it was as if he wanted to stay in the limelight about it but then he sort of backtracked and said hey can we have our privacy so yes what he ultimately said was nice but what he said before that was probably unnecessary to the to the conversation well either way ariana grande who's my favorite after wicked and singing the heck out of that song is handling this really well and i'm sure she'll make a ton of money off of her single our next snack bag topic maureen i'm gonna have to defer to you mostly on this topic because i'm not super familiar but i did see a news story that the spice girls are reuniting for a tour the best i was never into the spice girls 
Yeah, I love them. They're great. I did read that this reuniting is not going to include Posh Spice, who, as we all know, is married to David Beckham. So it will only include Baby Spice, Sporty Spice, Scary Spice, and Ginger Ginger Spice. Spice. Is that going to work? Does it matter that they don't have Posh? Well, it's not ideal, but it'll still work. I I think they're all still friends, but I think she has a bunch of kids and just says, I don't really want to be on tour with you guys. Maybe she'll like show up for like one or two that are in London, like near her. I don't know. I just don't think that the Spice Girls really, why do they, do we need Spice Girls? Honey, because 30 year old women everywhere need to see the Spice Girls live. That's just the moral of the story. You mean even if they saw them when they were eight, nine, ten? Yeah, because it's about like reliving your youth. And they don't have new songs. Like, they don't have lame new songs that you have to pretend you like. You just get to relive the classics. Well, they might might come out with new songs. Probably not. They're just going to sing, what's their famous song? If you want to be my lover, you you got to get with my friend. You didn't have to sing it. Just wanted the the title. Friendship never ends. Wannabe. Wannabe. Yeah. That's the only one I knew. I guess they had more songs because they were popular for a while. So, yeah. So many good ones. All right. Well, let us know if you're going to see Spice Girls when they go on tour. I'm going to guess nobody's going to go, but that's just my guess. I'm sure someone will go. I vote go because I think it's going to be great. Our next snack bag topic. This one is near and dear to Maureen's heart because it concerns her favorite movie of all time. Talk about bad things happening. This could have been one of them. Matthew McConaughey did a podcast with The Hollywood Reporter. And in the podcast, he claimed that he had a really good audition for the role of Jack in Titanic and so good, in fact, that he thought he was going to get the part. He read with Kate Winslet. He thought he knocked it out of the park. He didn't get it, obviously. Leonardo DiCaprio, future heartthrob. I guess he was a heartthrob at the time. Got the role. If Matthew McConaughey had played Jack in Titanic, I think my whole life would be different. Because Leo was such a defining moment of my youth. I was 12. And it was because 13, of Titanic. 12. Right? 12. Yes. Yes. I saw him in Titanic in Iowa with my family. I was inconsolable for like two days after that. I literally remember just like laying there and weeping and thinking like, why did this have to happen that he died? Then I proceeded to start oh, a- Oh, spoiler alert. An I Love Leo club at my school called Adidal. No, you're lying. All day I dream about Leo. You're lying. No, we used to have parties on his birthday for his- Oh my god! I have a Leo binder. We've I knew talked that. about that. I didn't know there was a club. Adidal. A deedle? <laughs> Was that supposed to be like Adidas? All day I dream about Leo. Oh my god! Instead of soccer. Yeah. Okay. And then I proceeded to like watch everything he'd ever done. Actually, there's a few I haven't seen because they were kind of racy. But my mom let me watch some of the racy ones. Romeo plus Juliet. Basketball Diaries. Rough. Oh, yeah. Obviously Romeo and Juliet. So Anyway, I cannot imagine Matthew McConaughey doing it. I'm sure that he would have been fine, but... The chemistry between Leo and Kate was just so special. And they've even talked about that, that like the two of them had a really... Well, obviously that's why he didn't get the role. But let's 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 play a little, let's play a little game. Let's pretend Matthew McConaughey was in Titanic. And I have to start my school club called Adidam. Adidam, All Day I Dream About Matthew. So would you have had a Matthew McConaughey binder? I, I just don't think so. No? I don't think so. I think you might have. See, I think what you're thinking is because you no, like it was Leo. It was his face. The second you saw him, he was dreamy. Right, but you liked He's it dreamy. in Titanic. So if someone else had been in that role, oh, I wish we could get in a time machine and find out the answer to this question. So if he had been in that role, I think Matthew McConaughey would have taken the place of Leonardo DiCaprio. Now, I don't think so. Here's what else I want to ask. 
would Matthew McConaughey then have been in The Revenant? Would he have been an Oscar winner? <laughs> Side of a bear. And well, would Matthew Leonardo McConaughey DiCaprio won his Oscar before Leo did? Right, but would Leo have been in Dallas Buyers Club? Would their careers have switched? Interesting questions. We would have gotten some fun romantic comedies with Leo in them. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. You know, he was offered the a lot of... Planning. Yeah, and he didn't want to do it because after Titanic, he had blown up so much. And he was like, no, I'm not just a pretty face. I'm an actor. Well, he is a good actor. Anyway, I think that you would have been a big Double M fan. All right. Well, I'm glad it didn't happen. Maureen McConaughey. <gasps> Has a nice ring. Yeah, but Maureen DiCaprio. Okay, now we're just getting off track. Now we're marrying you off to actors. If I don't anyone like this listening knows how I could ever meet Leonardo DiCaprio, please. It, this is a goal for my life that I would really like to make happen. And with that, let's move on to our last snack bag topic. Earlier this week, People Magazine named their sexiest man alive. This year, 2018, it is Idris Elba. Maureen, first reactions to this. Very sexy. Totally agree. Okay, better than last year's choice Who of was last Blake year? Shelton. Yes. Ugh, Blake. Can we just talk a little, a little bit about... a little long in the tooth. <laughs> Can we just talk about how... <laughs> oh, guys, I made Josh laugh. Listen to that. How did Blake Shelton... I know this should be about Idris. Someone paid them to name him Sexiest Man Alive. I, that's what, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that. So Completely unsubstantiated, but that's what I think. Let's, let's talk about a couple of the ones from the past couple of years. So we've had Idris Elba this year, Blake Shelton the year before that. In the past couple of years, we've had Channing Tatum... Yes, Bradley sexy. Cooper. Yes, sexy. Ryan Reynolds. Totally. So Blake Shelton is an outlier. So I think. Well, for me personally, I'm but sure for, lots of people but find for him everybody. sexy. I but just for don't everybody. love the whole like divorce thing he's got going on with Miranda and and the like spit on your boots to shine them and yeah, but sit in the be, dirt. The, the country thing can be sexy. I just I think he's a little too old for me and. I don't know. For some reason, Blake just doesn't do it for so me. So Idris, his, his music is much better. I, and I think the thing that helps with Idris is that he's got a British accent, which is automatically makes you sexier. I think. Yeah, I also love that he's a family man. He talks a lot about his kids. Yeah, he loves his kids. He doesn't really care. I don't think about being sexiest man alive. He just like, cares about being a good actor and a good father, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Can I reveal something about this process that I heard from a People insider? Sure. Should I reveal it? Why not? There was some there was some talk in the past couple of years about why Ryan Gosling has never been the sexiest man alive. And the thing that I heard from someone who is closely associated with the magazine is that in order for a person to be named sexiest man alive, they have to agree to do the photo shoot and the behind the scenes totally. videos. And Ryan Gosling apparently never agreed. He didn't want to do that. It's just not in his personality. So despite the fact that he probably would have won over someone like Blake Shelton, he did not because he didn't want to participate in all the hubbub that goes along with it. I think that's totally valid. And if it wasn't his jam, it wasn't his jam. That makes him even sexier. Stealth sexy. Maureen, let's move on to our marquee topic. Uh, This week, we're doing a tiny marquee topic, and I've nicknamed it the Marquini topic. The marquee tiny topic. Does that work? Does the Marquini topic work yeah. as a simplified version? So I saw this article recently about how movie musicals and movie musical dramas are one of the only sure things at the box office these days besides superhero movies. What's a movie musical drama? You know, like A Star is Born, a drama that has, oh, that has music, music in it. it. Okay. This year alone, we've seen three huge ones in this genre, Mamma Mia 2, 
A Star is Born. Which I still haven't seen. How have I not seen that? Got to get I on that. It yeah, I think so. <gasps> yes. You can enjoy that without me. And most recently released, Bohemian Rhapsody. And we still have Mary Poppins Returns coming out around Christmas time. So this was initially kind of surprising to me that this genre of movie does so well at the box office. But then they pointed to recent films like La La Land and The Greatest Showman, which are sort of proving the trend. But even before that, think about Hairspray. Think about Chicago with Catherine Zeta-Jones and well, that's Renee what I wanted. To, that's what I wanted to ask you. Is this surprising to you that not not that they can produce good movies, but that they are box office draws? It's not surprising to me, no. I mean, if I think now I'm a musical person, so I tend to like lean towards loving these things anyway, but like think about the classics that a lot of us probably grew up on. The Sound of Music. I mean, that is a Broadway show that they made into a movie. But it's one of the I mean, like I think most people have seen at least part of that movie or heard the music. Okay, so let me let me ask you, what do you think makes a good movie musical? Because there have been some bad ones and there have been ones that we would not recommend. We'll get to our recommendations and ones that we would not recommend in a minute. But for you, what makes a good movie musical? When you think about the uh, ones that you really Moulin like. Rouge? Yeah, so tell me, what, what about those movies makes them good? For me, I'm looking for high quality production. So I overall, yeah, I don't want it okay. to feel like when it it doesn't feel low budget. It feels like the music, the the song has to feel like part of the story, and it has to feel natural. So it can't look like okay, all of a sudden we're like we're just singing, lamely singing. It's it's that it's directed to be built in, and it's done in a high quality way. So like high quality singing is very important. So which you, is why you we've seen in a lot singers. of movies that. People have been dubbed, like Marnie Nixon singing for Natalie Wood in West Side Story. And recently, Rami Malek being dubbed in Bohemian Rhapsody. So for me, what makes a really good movie musical is that it it all starts with the music. Like, the movie itself can be not great, but if the music is good, it's definitely watchable for me. Do you have an example of one that, that the music was so good that even though the movie wasn't your favorite, yeah. you liked? One that sticks out in my mind is Newsies. Oh my gosh! Amazing. What was not good about that? Well, to the you? movie itself is pretty cheap feeling. It's Pulitzer not. and Hearst, they think they got us. We're just singing all us? the copyrighted no. songs this week. So that movie to me is not great. It's not a very high production value, but the music is really fun and upbeat and catchy. And so for me, that's something that's watchable. Was and that one a movie first, and then yeah. they made it a musical? Yeah. And obviously, it has On a Broadway. great star turn from Christian Bale pre-losing and gaining a bunch of weight for roles. So for me, it starts with the music. If the music's good and it's performed well, then it's probably a winner for me. So let me start by giving a couple of my least favorite movie musicals. The first one is Sweeney Todd, which starred Johnny Mm, Depp. And part of the problem is that even though the music is really, really good, the singing is not. They cast a bunch of non-singers in roles that really need to be sung well. And so for me, that is a dud. It's also really long. It's, you know, Sweeney Todd is a, if you're familiar with the show, it's a pretty dark musical and the whole production feels dark. So skip that one. Do you have any least favorite? I didn't love that one either, but that's just because I don't love Sweeney Todd as a musical. I I like it just fine, but it's just not one of my favorites. I did not like the movie version of Rent. No, it wasn't good. Like I, but that's because I know the, the, musical soundtrack and so that was a little bit wompy for me okay so give me 
a favorite from like an old school favorite and then give me a favorite from like the 90s to the mid 2000s and then give me a, a more recent favorite. So you're going to pick three here. Okay. Old school favorite. Old school favorite. You can only pick one. And obviously there are a bunch that you like. You've already mentioned a couple like My Fair Lady, King yeah. and I, Sound of Music. So, but if you can only pick one that you want, that you think people should check out, movie, musical, what is it? Okay. I have two. No, that wasn't the rule. I said one. So okay, here's, here's the rule. If you have not seen Julie Andrews and The Sound of Music, you need to immediately watch it. Now, most people I think will have seen that one. So good job. And I would say then My Fair Lady with Audrey Hepburn and Rex Harrison. Okay. My old school pick, since so I'll give something different than you, is probably something like West Side Story. Just another classic. So good. Another classic film and musical. So I would say that one. And and an old school one that I that I meant to mention that is not so great, even though it won an Oscar for Best Picture, I don't understand how, is Oliver, which is just not a very good movie. It's, I don't know that I've seen the movie. Like the production value, as you were talking about, the production value is just really quite low. So I didn't love that. Okay, movie from like the mid, let's go, let's go mid 80s to like, the mid 2000s my pick for this time period would probably be something like moulin rouge that one moulin rouge was just it didn't exist before it wasn't a musical that was adapted from the stage to the screen it was its own thing and i just remember seeing that in theaters and being astounded and now it's going to be a musical they're workshopping it now i don't love that i think we'll we'll see we'll see how it is could be good if it has the right performance. That to me is like, I don't need to see that on stage. I've already seen the movie and the movie is spectacular. And I so think, why would I see it on stage? I think another good one is Chicago. Yes. It came out in 2002, so one best picture. It's a really, it, it's a really well done version of a movie musical. Yes. And they use the medium to the advantage. Like they are not just doing the same musical that was on stage because it's a film they are able to do some different flashbacks and flash forwards and cool technological things where the life that she's imagining, like in the puppet, this puppet scene with Richard Gere, like they they bring this whole thing to life and then you flash back and forth to the courtroom. I just, it's really well done and they use the, the medium of film really well. Okay, and now finally, what's one recently that you would recommend as one of your favorites? So from like mid 2000s to now. None of the ones that have been live lately. Yeah, well, let's 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 keep those uh, separate. No, we don't even need to talk about. We don't those. even. They don't exist. I don't know. Do you have one? I don't know. It's hard. Like I would say, A Star Is Born, since we just saw that recently. But that's not like a. It's a movie with music in it. Yeah. I think those count. Okay, so if I had to pick one that's actually a musical, though, I would say I don't know. I really enjoyed The Greatest Showman. I think that's mm, a really yeah, good that one. Yeah, that was good. I think the music is in that is really good, and the the songs are really good. So that helps, and the singing's good. One I did not love from this past couple years is Les Mis, which is one of my favorite musicals. And that has a lot to do with the production, how they decided they needed to sing live for every take. And they cast a lot of people who could sing, but are not singers. I think there's a big difference there. And so it just didn't come off quite as well. I don't know that I have one. I, I didn't love that Les Mis either. I liked The Greatest Showman. What about La La Land? Mm, I liked it, but I didn't. I've only seen it once. I never felt the need to like, see it again and i this is gonna be controversial but i just didn't love emma stone in that i know she won the oscar for it Ooh, controversy i just i think she was great but i think that there are people who could sing it better and so that was hard for me 
Okay, so what did we miss? Tell us. Leave us a comment. Leave us a message on Anchor. If there are any movie musicals or movie dramas with music in them that we missed that you think we should check out or we didn't mention here, we'd love to hear from you. Next week on the show, we are going to be covering sort of our take on the 10 episodes in the series Friends that had to do with Thanksgiving. So there were 10 seasons, and each season they did an episode on Thanksgiving. And so we're going to take a fun retrospective look on that show, which is one of our favorites. All right, let's jump into teasers. What do you got, honey? My teaser for this week is a podcast that was recommended to me. It is called Stay Tuned with Preet Bharara. Let me just start this by saying that Preet has the most soothing voice of any podcaster. He talks mostly about politics. He's a former attorney who worked in New York. He's really fascinating, and he's a really well-spoken person. He has guests on from all over the political spectrum. So if you're at all interested in politics or things that are going on, current events, be sure to check him out. And thank you for the recommendation, Mike. Maureen, what is your teaser? My teaser is Maggie Rogers. Who's Maggie Rogers? She is amazing. So I was reading an article about the article. The title of the article, which made me click on it, was Maggie Rogers gave the SNL performance that Jackson Maine wished Allie would have given. So this is a reference to Star is Born. Maggie Rogers is a singer-songwriter, and she came out on stage at Saturday Night Live and just sang the pants off of a song. I mean, like, she was barefoot and just in a dress and there was no choreography she just belted it out and I listened to a clip of it and then I proceeded to spend the next like three hours while I was at work just listening to everything she'd done and she kind of got her start she was studying at NYU's program and had a master class with Pharrell and they played one of her songs for him and he was like I mean, this is amazing. She has a folk background so she plays banjo and she's you know singer songwriter folksy sound but she or so she says in her interview, she studied abroad in Europe and had a really spiritual experience with some dance music. And so now she kind of combines that like dance techno with folk. And I just, I love, I love folk music because I think it's so heavy on the singing. So I just love it. Just check out her stuff. It's awesome. It's all on Spotify. Yeah. Maureen sent me this article and I checked out the masterclass clip that Maureen referenced and Pharrell's face it's, it's impossible to do it justice on a podcast, so we will link the video in the show notes, but you should just watch him listening to her song. It's really awesome to watch someone so established, watching someone upcoming, and just the genuine reaction he has to her music. And it is really good. It's totally focused on the singing, I think, first and foremost, and that's what makes it so great. All right, that's our show for this week. Thanks for listening. You can leave us feedback, comments, or questions on each episode by going to vernacularpodcast.com slash popcast. We would love to hear from you and would especially love to hear what you want to hear about on the show. You can also reach us by emailing the podcast at vernacularpodcast.com. Please also subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We put out a new one every Friday, and if it's not too much trouble, please drop us a rating or a review. It helps other people find our show. We'll be back next week, as always, sitting cross-legged on our bedroom floor with a brand new episode. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Honey, you're yawning right into the microphone. Can you even hear that? Yes. Are you joking? I'm not making noise. Honey, you go... (gasps) (laughs) (sighs) Okay, let me hurry this up. I need to dry my hair. I know. You keep messing with it. I know. I'm trying to make it not dry as fast.
Okay. I need to try it. Okay. Come back. 